Annie. I'm Cece, and this is Spela Golf. How is your Suits episodes coming along? I started watching it. Oh, you did! I oh did. Oh my gosh! Ah, oh, how exciting! I am now on season seven. Oh, <laughs> do you like it so far? Yeah, is it I good? do. It's nice. One of our listeners texted me and she told me, I love suits also. And so it was so fun hearing from her. You're going to like it. You're going to. Oh, I already love it. Yeah. See, isn't it good? Yeah. A lot of corporate law. And I love also that it's like so many seasons. So it's like, okay, I have, I have things to do. You got to have a show to follow. Yes. All all nine seasons. (laughs) I know. Because my 90 day fiance, like I watch it every Sunday. And so it's not like I can just binge watch because I have to wait for the next episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like it. That's so fun. We love suits. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit over two weeks ago, I went to Utah again. I've been to Utah a lot this um, past year and played in a charity tournament. It was super fun um, with my sister and two of her coworkers. Um, big event, a lot of people. And what was fun, it was at Gladstand Golf Course in Payson, Utah, and I've played that course like once before um, when I went to a golf camp there a couple of years ago. So it was fun going back because you are literally in the mountains, golfing in the mountains. And so it felt so nice to get a break from the desert. And so we started on hole 13 and we had a little bit of a rough start, just a bogey on the first hole. And it was a par three. I missed a green. Just the first nine holes, holes 13 through three, we were plus three, which was not good for a scramble especially and then something we kind of just flipped the switch a little bit and on it was a par five I got us we got on in two or I think or three and we got a birdie and then that kind of just flipped things around and then we got another birdie and then another birdie and then we got seven birdies on the back nine so we shot minus seven on nine holes for the back from holes, you know, That's the rest impressive. of the holes. So it was really cool. So we ended up shooting minus four. We beat two other groups. <laughs> Is your back but hurting? Hey, uh, just a little. From carrying the team? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, it was really fun. Just we all balanced each other out. And so it was really fun. Yeah. I had a great time. So, so what did you do well versus like the other players in the group? Like um, how did you guys I think match each other? I did really well because I played the forward tees with 100 yards and in like I almost got a hole in one with my pitching wedge it was literally two feet from the flag nice. and then sometimes I hit great drives my sister Nicolina she hit a shot within three feet or two feet from 70 yards I told her I was like put your weight more on your front foot and then she had like the most perfect pitch shot I was like yay Lucky and then too. everyone hit great drives and so we just balance each other out and putting because we had some other birdie opportunities that we missed too we were like man we could have got like shot even better i mean the winner literally did shoot minus 16 so yeah we were just a little far from that but could have been you though if you did the well i mean it's tough because i'm like oh they do hit the ball 300 yards (laughs) it could still be a little challenging but it was really fun overall so and you did tell me something else too you want to oh I won a driver, hey. but the chances of keeping it are slim. Why? Because <laughs> it's like I, I won't use it because oh. it's not You should mine. donate it and be a good human. I'll sell it. <gasps> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'll sell it. Okay. Why not? <laughs> uh, Alrighty then. <laughs> anyways, um, diving into today's topic, 
we've talked about rules and etiquette, I think twice before, but we just, I feel like, you know, there's so much to golf. So I feel like it's always good to kind of go back and kind of have a new refresher on rules. So you told me you kind of wanted to go over a few of them. What were some that you wanted to do today? So, um, there's, (laughs) you say like new rules changes and we still say new rules changes, even though they all happened in 2019. So it's literally four years ago, (laughs) but it's like the new rule says, and this and that. So I wanted to just go over a few that I'm still running into a little bit here and there with my kids that are playing in tournaments. Um, and one of them is like ball at rest. Um, so the topic is the player accidentally moves his or her ball during search. So when you go and search for your ball, you had to be very careful when you use like a club to like search through like tall grass or in bushes or whatever, because if you would accidentally hit your ball, it would be a one stroke penalty. Oh. Um, so everyone was like, oh, I don't want to step on it because that moves it. And so if you move it, then you get a stroke penalty. So they changed that rule and it's not, um, there's no penalty anymore for that. So that was one of the main things that I wanted to say today. And then one of the other ones that I don't know if I agree with it fully, but this is the rule. So the topic is the player accidentally moves his or her ball or ball marker on the putting green. So the old rule before 2019 is one stroke penalty. Now the new rule, as in today, there's no penalty. But I don't know if I agree with that 100% because if you accidentally move your ball, then like, and from my perspective, if you accidentally move your ball, it's because you took a practice swing too close to it. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm you like, didn't give me an pay example. attention. Like, move the ball, like, just like when you're taking a practice stroke. And yeah, that's so you, an take accident. A, you, a, you take a practice swing and you accidentally hit the golf ball and it rolls away. Like, first of all, why were you that close to the ball? You know, you have all this golf course to take a practice swing and you had to take it like that close to it. Um, And then there are so many people that are not truthful out on the golf course. Like I grew up with quite a few of them. And honestly, until this day, there is one boy that like constantly cheated growing up. Like he would literally pick up the ball and like throw it when no one saw it. And then like he got caught um, and it just, it bothers me until this day because I'm like, man, like that's, that's what you do like golf is supposed to teach you all these like life lessons and I just don't agree with it but with that said like even though accidentally moving your golf ball is not throwing it but if like they could take it to the extent where it's like well I accidentally hit it if it's like a two-footer and it didn't go in and they were like oh I was just taking a practice swing and it didn't go in then they get to put it back and try again Oh, oh, you know, I so it's like, where is like, where is the line of when was it an accident and who determines that line? You know what I mean? So I have a, uh, I mean, I know what I think, but maybe you think different. I mean, that's why we have wars in this world because <laughs> people <laughs> have different opinions. Yeah. And I'm, um, as you're telling me that I'm thinking, oh, well, so if you're, is this on the punning green? What about, mm-hmm. um, 
isn't it? If you accidentally hit your golf ball on the tee box, like you're taking a practice swing. Yeah, it's that's an same. accident. It's so an this, accident. This right? particular topic was um, if it was like your ball or your ball marker on the putting green. Oh, okay. So this was just like focused on the putting green because that's when you, to me, that's when you can see more clear if it was like an accident or not, you know? Like taking a full swing and be like, oh, that was an accident. Like, no, you clearly set up to the golf ball and you whiffed. Try to swing it. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. you whiffed it. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I just don't feel like I think that should be more of a learning lesson to, okay, then you need to step away from your ball. You need to like pay attention to where everyone else's balls are at, where all the other people are at in your group, and like just don't stand so close to it. I know because we just run into situations. Hey, it's happened to me. It's been an accident. I mean, it just happens. And I'm like, oopsie. <laughs> it just well, and then and I got to put it back. Well, right. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, it doesn't matter. Because now let's say, I don't know, there's like a little dent or something. And then you're like, oh, I'm putting it back exactly where it was. But you don't because now you're figuring out a reason. Oh, so to that's like not having to put it back. Okay. And I think that that is like a part of the game of golf is learning those things and you need to learn from your mistakes so if you accidentally hit it that's fine but just don't do it again kind of thing but now with this new rule I almost feel like now it's okay to do it again because you can just put it back mm, I so, see your point I yeah. see the point you're making so I just don't I just don't really agree with it but that is the rule if anyone else has anyone that's listening if you guys have a different opinion like feel free to you know DM me or email me because I'm kind of stuck on this perspective and it's been hard for me to like see anything different <laughs> well because you played golf with these rules a majority of your life and then it just mm -hmm. changes in 2019 mm -hmm. and so that's what kind of makes it i feel like a little bit difficult um with these new rules but i totally understand i can see that too you know yeah um and then to go with that to another rule that was changed so the topic is the player accidentally hits the ball more than once during a stroke. So we just call it a double hit. Um, so it's when your club kind of gets under the golf ball and you try to lift it. And then it bounces an extra time on the blade. Um, and that's just called a double hit. So previously that was a one stroke penalty. And now there's no penalty. And honestly, I think that is so hard to control to double hit a golf ball, I don't think anyone would do that on purpose to, because you can't gain distance from it. You can't gain anything from it. So I think that was a good low rules change. Yeah. Because I was like, of course, when, but it is like nearly impossible to try and double hit. Like that's just, it just happens if you're guiding it. I mean, yeah. So I was happy they changed that rule too. Yeah. So yeah. Because exactly like if there's no gain from it, then yeah. Um, Let's see. The next one that I wanted to bring up here. Okay. This one is a good one. So lost ball. So the time that you are allowed to search for a ball. So let's say you're hitting from the tee box and you hit into the bushes. Um, you should, first of all, hit a provisional. And we talked about this before, but you need to go up there and say, I'm going to hit a provisional as a Titleist 3 with three black dots or whatever. It needs to be different from the first ball that you hit. And the old rule, you had five minutes to search for it for your first one. Um, after the five minutes, then it's a lost ball and you have to play your second ball with one stroke penalty. 
So if you hit that provisional off the tee box, uh, you're now counting that as three. So you hit one, losing it, two, and then the next one is three. Okay, so one stroke penalty. The new rule is that you only have three minutes to search for your ball. So they almost cut that in half, um, which I don't know. Do you have any opinions on that? I'm happy they um, cut the time because it was originally five minutes and it was a long five minutes. That is a long five minutes. Well, in high school tournaments, oh, I lost my ball. And I remember this was at Tucson National um, par five and I hit my ball into a bush and then I had to run back and hit another provisional because I'm like, oh, I want to find my ball. And yeah, five minutes is just a long time because then that's backing up the group behind you and then the next group. And so I think cutting that is what's really helping with pace of play. I think that's a key thing on why they decided to cut down two minutes. Yeah. No, I I mean, I agree. Like anything that can help pace of play, I think is great. And like three minutes, if you clock, like that's a long time. So making sure that when you're, if this is a lost ball from the tee box, just pick a little thing like, okay, I saw it cross right over the bush. If you look in that bush for five minutes, that's a long five minutes. Mm -hmm. But if you are clueless, if you close your eyes when you're hitting the shot, then yeah, five minutes might be (laughs) a little more helpful. Um, But yeah, I agree. Anything that can help pace a play would be great. Um, okay, the next one that I wanted to um, go over is one in the bunker. I know this one can be a little questionable. So the topic is player touches sand in bunker with his or her hand or a club when the ball is in the bunker. So the old... Uh, rule says any touching of sand with hand or club results in loss of hole or a two-stroke penalty. So loss of hole is if you do match play. Um, And then the new rule is no penalty except when a player touches the sand um, with his or her hand or club to test the conditions of the bunker. In making a practice swing with the club in the area right behind or in front of the ball, or in making the backswing for the stroke. So they made this a little more complicated <laughs> with yeah. more options. I'm listening to this and I'm like, wait, what? This is just... Yes. So you cannot test the conditions. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you can't like put your hand in there and be like, is this thick sand? Of course. Yeah. Um, is this rocks? Like what but kind are of you condition allowed, is it? Are you allowed it? to pick up the rocks? I thought you were allowed to pick up the rocks. Yeah. So any loose impediments you can yeah, pick you can- up. Yes. Yep. You can pick that up in a bunker, which is also the new rule. Um, And then when you make your practice swing, you are not allowed to touch the sand. So you cannot touch the sand when you're making a practice swing because technically then you're testing the conditions. Um, And then with the club in the area right behind or in front of the ball. So that's again, like all of these has to do with testing the conditions. So if you're touching the sand right in front of your golf ball, hmm it's likely that you're going to figure out what the sand is looking like. Um, and then in the backswing. So I know this is one of the ones that I've run into a lot with beginners is when you're setting up to your ball, you can't touch the sand even in your backswing. So you can only touch the sand as you are approaching the ball in your downswing. Yeah. So if you would drag your club back 
in your backswing and you touch sand, um, then you will um, get a penalty stroke for that or two. I do have a question though. I'm curious if you're allowed, I don't know if this is official rule, maybe I heard it somewhere else. When you're the bunker, say, okay, I'm walking to the bunker and I have my 56 and my 60. Mm-hmm. Aren't I allowed to place, oh, I decided to hit my 56 and can't mm-hmm. you place the other club yes. in the bunker? So I would say a good rule of thumb is, okay, if I have my 60 degree and a 56 and I decide, okay, I want to use my 60, if I would take my 56 and dig a hole in the sand and then lay it down, that is not allowed because now you're testing the condition. But if it's just a place to hold your club as you chose the other one, then that's totally fine. Okay. And that goes with the rule in our uh, last episode of talking about rules again was remember my little story when I brought a couple of clubs into a ditch that was marked with red and I was about to put my clubs down there and my player goes, no, 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 no. Like you can't even put clubs in there. You can't touch anything when it's red or hazard. Um, but that changed too. So now if I bring, you know, I could even roll in my bag there if I wanted to, it doesn't matter, but I couldn't do that before. So I can rest clubs there, like lay, lay them down, um, until I'm done with my shot, but I cannot ever test the condition of the bunker. Wow. And I find that so interesting when you're in the red and yellow hazard that you cannot bring more that like, no, you literally just had one club in your hand, walk over and hit it. And you, well, you can even bring, you can bring, bring a lot, it. but you would have to put them outside so of the line. That is so interesting. I feel like maybe they've adjusted some of these rules really to go like we've talked about pace of play. Maybe that helps make things faster. I agree like, with that. Oh, I'm walking to my shot. This is what I do. Now I have to walk back to put my club down and then I have to do it. It feels like there's so many things to do when it's just one shot. Yes. No, I agree with that 100%. No, I'm happy. It's just like what you were saying. Like I was my most of my golf life has been the old rules. So I have had to adjust a lot to the new rules. And one of the major things that I've had to adjust to is the flag stick. Like you were never, you got a penalty stroke for hitting the flag stick on the green. Um, so if I hit my approach shot and I didn't take the flag stick out when I was putting, if I was on the green, it was penalty. Um, so that I had to get used to because I'm so used to taking the flag out. Like I've had to learn where to put the flag so it's not in anyone's way and, you know, all that stuff. And then who picks up the flag when it's time to go, you know, just kind of like the rhythm of everything. And so the first couple of times when I'm playing and keeping the flag stick in, like, I feel like I need to go to like golf jail or something (laughs) (laughs) because I just, I was raised having to take the flag out. Yeah. And that's interesting too, because I'm thinking about high school and I'm like, okay, uh, 2018 was my senior year. And I remember that because you always had to ask, oh, will you tend the flag? You always had to ask someone because I'm, and then they would be nice and take it out for you, right if it's coming. But you know, if you were on the fringe, it was fine. If you're on yeah. the fringe and you got it in the, the hole, the flag. Yeah. And I also, like I just said, I think keeping the flag in really helped with pace of play. Yeah. Funny it, story too. The only, <laughs> I remember it. So, learning the English language, a lot of the words that I've learned is by like saying the wrong things or <laughs> like just learning as I'm here and tending the flag. I had no idea what that meant. And so I would just hear it, you know? And so I would like pick up on the girls being like, hey, Cece, can you tend the flag for me? 
said, sure. And then when it was my time or my turn, and I was like, hey, could you tent the flag for me? And they're like, why do you want me to tent in the flag? <laughs> and I was like, isn't that what you guys say all the time? Yeah. They're like, no, it's tend the flag. T-E-N-D, not T-N-T. <laughs> I will never forget that. It was so embarrassing. Like, you know, I own my stuff today. Like when I'm older, like my husband will always be like, no, this is the word or this is how you spell it or, you know, whatever. I have a really hard time uh, differentiating uh, mushroom from shrimp. Yeah. Don't ask me. I just don't know. But there was like another time on the golf course, there was like growing mushroom on the fairway. And I was like, oh my God, look at all this shrimp. (laughs) (laughs) It's mushrooms, honey. (laughs) Yeah, it's mushrooms. And also it's one shrimp, two shrimp, not one shrimp, two shrimp. Shrimps. So see, I'm learning a Mm -hmm. lot. But anyways, back to the rules. Yeah. Okay. So that was a lot of clear rules. Like this is how it is black on white. Now there are a few rules like etiquette rules that are not, you're not getting penalized for doing something wrong, but it's just etiquette to know these rules. So when I was, as we were thinking about this, I wanted to bring up the story because about marking your golf ball, because we've covered that. And that's literally what we teach our junior golfers, like right off the bat. I feel like PJ junior league, you got to mark your golf ball, right? Correct. Don't you teach those kids that? Yes, it's a little different. Like for PJ Junior League, they need to mark because they play a scramble. So I think they either get like a scorecard or a club length Um, because a scramble is everyone hits from the tee box and then you pick the best shot from there. So you mark that ball so that everyone else knows where to hit from. So that's not the correct marking. Um, So that's a little different. But anything outside of the PJ Junior League, we do teach them how to mark right behind the golf ball. Yes. And so I thought about it um, three years ago, I believe I was a part of Las Colinas Golf Ladies League and it was the club championship and we were on the, I want to say 14th hole and my ball was on the green and the another, the other lady in my group, hers was just like farther away. I think she was, she was chipping it. And all of a sudden she chips it, chips it, and it's starting to come towards my ball. And I'm like running up there and I mark it and then pick it up. And then I think for some reason there was just some rules like, oh, I don't know if you are allowed to pick it up because you didn't make it in the time. Like, did you, she already chipped it. And so it's a red time. I don't know. I'm trying to get that to make sense, but it led into like, oh, I didn't mark my ball in time like even though I did it's like I was this close away because what would have happened if she hit my ball I would have gotten a stroke and so I don't know there was just some rules like about that marking and so there were we had to like talk to the guys in the pro shop after and get the rules official book about marking your ball because I mean even though her ball's coming towards mine and I'm like running to my ball to mark it I'm like how would that be a penalty on me so that's kind of the situation we ran into. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. Um, what was the rule? Nothing. They were like, nothing. It seems like you're. she didn't hit your ball thing. You were just barking your, your ball. And that's it. And that's why I don't I don't know why I just I guess there's just some confusion because it looked like I was running to like beat it so it wouldn't hit my ball. I don't know because it almost felt like, oh, I needed to mark my golf ball before she hit it. 
And I'm like, I don't think that's not a rule. Like, I didn't need to do that. You don't always have to mark your golf ball before someone's going to hit. Does that make sense? Yes. So um, here's the actual rule for it in the rules book. The player whose ball is in motion will absorb the penalty when collision between balls takes place uh, on the putting green. It is going to be a two-stroke penalty against the golfer whose stroke caused the collision. The golfer whose ball was at rest when struck will not be penalized. Mm, so if she would have hit my golf ball. So you balls. did her a favor. Oh, interesting. So by you running up there and marking it and picking it up, you did her a favor. Because if you wouldn't have picked it up, and this is on the green, if you would have let it sit there and she would have hit it, she would have gotten a two-stroke penalty. Oh, That's what the rules are saying. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah, you didn't do anything wrong. You actually actually did her a favor. Mm, got it. Yeah. Um, so keep that in mind for next time. <laughs> now here is another rule. So the topic is the player's ball in motion accidentally hits the player, his or her caddy, the person attending the flag stick, or the attended or removed flag stick. So... The rule before was a one-stroke penalty, um, ex, uh, except it's a two-stroke penalty when the accidental deflection relates to the flagstick or the attendant. But the new rule says no penalty. So there's a difference there. So in this one, where I just what I just talked about had nothing to do with the ball. So the player's ball in motion accidentally hits the player his or her caddy, the person attending the flagstick or the attended or removed flagstick, no penalty. However, if she hits your ball and you didn't mark it, then that person receives a penalty. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Because the ball is in play. The flagstick is not in play. The caddy is not in play. The person is not in play. The ball is in play. So kind of like the tee box rule too. The ball has to be within the T markers. You do not, because the ball is what's in play. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. I know that sounds complicated, but but it does make sense with the story that I told you about yeah. that. I'm like, okay, so it wouldn't have been my fault if it if I didn't have time to mark it. No, and do that. No, because you have to think about like if you and I are playing, and I feel like you are in my line, I need to tell you, hey, can you please mark that? And even if it's even if it's not in my line, just to make me feel better, hey, can you mark that? <laughs> what if I don't know how to aim? Or what if I hit it on the toe? Or what if, you know? It's even... And if, this is only yeah. on the green. This is not outside of the green. Just okay, that's on, what I thought. On, on the, the green, green, I think... Because if, if I hit your ball and I'm on the green, then I get the penalty for it. Yeah. Okay. And that leads into also like when to mark your ball, when to not mark your ball. I always say you should always mark your ball no matter what. Always, always, always mark your ball. Because even if it's your turn to hit, you need to mark it, clean it, use the lines on your ball to line it up to where you want to go. So that should be in like your routine on the putting green. It's always marking it, clean it, line it up. It becomes a routine. <laughs> it should be a routine. Yeah. It should yes. always be a routine. Yes. 
unless you have a lot to tell me because then it's not in your routine anymore because then you just go up and put it. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, if anyone is wondering, I know, wasn't that your mom's question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About marking so, the ball and then, Ms. I guess, Tiffany, yes. always mark your ball, no mark matter what. Unless you are literally an inch away from the hole and you can go tap it in. Yes, that's <laughs> different. But tell your daughter for the money she's going to make from selling her driver, she can get you a few little markers with, <laughs> with bling on it. <laughs> ah, we need Daisy Farm Crafts ball markers. That's what we yeah. need to order Oh, backs. that's a really good idea. We need to do Daisy Farm Crafts ball markers. And I'll do like Golf with CC markers too. Oh, yeah. You should do that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyways. That's a good idea. All right. What other, do you have any other um, etiquette rules? One, less, one etiquette rule is a refresher and we already talked about it, but let's just remind um, with the few minutes we have left about who tees off first, who, because, you know, in the tournament, like we talked about, you know, if you got a, whoever's the lowest goes, but then I'm like, if you're just out playing a casual round, like, is, does anyone go? I mean, of course they always do. Um, when I play with my friends at Torian, you know, if I got a birdie, there was like, go, you got a birdie. So you go up front, you know? So I feel like it varies, but I'm like, I feel like there's a correct way, but there's not a correct way. Like it just doesn't matter. Does that make sense? So here's a question for you. I want to hear your answer to this one. So when we play in tournaments, it's all scratch tournaments. So if you make a three and I make a four, you go first. But what if I have a stroke on you? What if I have a handicap and you make a three, I make a four, but I have a stroke handicap to help me, which means technically I also made a three. Who goes first? You? No. Why? No. No, me, because I birdied the first hole because I'm still in the lead. Yeah. If you birdied the first hole and you beat me on the last hole. Then yeah, I would. Then you would go first. And then if we're tied. And then who goes if you're tied, who would go first? If you're literally, like, if you're doing match play and you just tie, 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 doesn't even matter. So whoever teed off first on the first hole. Oh, you so, keep teeing off. Yeah. So you get, if if we're tied up to hole 17, that means you've been going first every single hole. Yeah. And then I beat you on 17 and I finally get to, like, go first on 18. Yeah, because I feel like I guess that's what's going to be different when I play in tour tournaments because I'm like, it's not ready golf anymore. Like, it's oh, literally no. who everyone is ready. ready. It's like, it's just, it's different. You know, college, high school, cactus, or, you know, we still are kind of playing ready golf. Just like, oh, if you're ready, hit the ball, hit the ball. Because this is a very casual, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm like, you go Epson, LPG, the PGA Tour, you know. You're following the rules. If you're in the yeah, lead, I don't think Rory's going to be like, "Hey, Tiger, you can go yeah. ahead." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but I feel like that's another um, etiquette wall to just kind of keep in mind. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know, if it's ready golf, and you just talk with your group when you're out to play, like, "Oh, ready golf, let's just go out and play." Yeah, and do that because so seriously, you might have a putt where you're five foot, five feet away, the other person's forty feet, and they're still reading it. And if you're ready to putt, go ahead and putt it. But I know? think that should also be a lesson because. A five footer is not a given that you're going to make it. So now it's almost like, because I see this sometimes where if you and I would be out playing, I have a 40 footer, you have a five footer. If I'm taking my sweet time, you're getting stressed because you're like, man, she needs to hurry up. Like, why is she not ready? And then you go, well, I'm go- I'm just going to go because I'm ready. And then you miss it. Oh, So yeah. I think that needs to be a lesson like, okay, like just a reminder, you know, like there's nothing to stress about. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's your turn. You should be ready. 
And I know I sound super strict with my juniors, but I think if they go out after a lesson with me and they go out and play with the group of parents or whatever, like dad and mom, siblings, and the kid who's like seven years old is like, all right, hey, you need to be ready. It's your turn. Like, I feel like I accomplished a lot <laughs> in that. So yeah, keep keep up, pace of play. Um, and then I would just say like, if you can learn like two rules a week, you're already ahead of the game. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's what we do as far as like our ladies clinics and all that stuff. We put a lot of effort into talking about rules and etiquette so that at least you feel less stressed when you go out and play on the course. Because golf, literally, I feel like it's a sport that has the most rules of all. It's just, it's just so many rules, yeah. etiquette, penalty. It's just the golf's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. And you're only going to learn by experiencing it, kind of like learning the English language. It's better to be in a country that speaks the language and to learn the hard way than to try and read myself to learning this language. Did you learn English though? And like starting in high school, like, would you have an English class? Like, did you were 10? Like 10. Okay. I was yeah. like, did your parents start teaching? Because did they, well, like, was teaching? Well, so my dad had his own business and he had a lot of meetings. So English was like the language he communicated with the rest of the world. But for us, I don't, I mean, I don't remember, but I think no matter what you're trying to learn in school, it's never going to be as good as when you're put in a situation where you have to use it. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I'm like, oh, let's end end the episode with some like little Swedish thing. I don't know. Say, see, you always end with see at the golf course. What would that be? Like, I don't know. End with something cool. Swedish. Right. Well, so to conclude this episode, vi ses på golfbanan. Hello. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to share the podcast. Thank you.